Thank you for listening in. Contending for our faith literally means to fight for it. Today's world continually reminds us that essential component of faith. As we stand firm, we should not be surprised or shocked by what we see and hear because Almighty God said these things would be. God is our salvation, our Savior, our all in all. We have everything we need when we look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. Have your Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Good morning. If you have a Bible. Now, I, I've worked long and hard on a sermon. I was all ready to preach it I'm up to Friday. And also early Saturday morning, God totally changed my message. And I had to start all over from scratch. And that, you know, it takes faith to do that, to have one totally prepared and ready to go. And then God changes it totally. And you start from scratch. And I said, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to believe God to speak through me. And so all day and all night and early morning, all the way up to now, the message has been cooking from the Lord and I'm prepared to release it. It's a little too much to release all at one time. We're going to do part one and then part two. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. That's not the only verse we'll be coming from. We'll be referencing a number of scriptures. And so we want you to keep your Bibles open or your technology. Hang with me because God wants to speak to you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. You need to underline that. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Or with my righteous right hand. I want to preach a two-part series in the times in which we live on Let not your heart be afraid. Let not your heart be afraid. As we look around in our country, as we look around the nation, around the world, you do not have to look very far to see things that can cause us to be overcome with fear. We have the floods of Mississippi. We have tornadoes in uh, Tennessee. We have mass shootings. We have terrorist attacks. We have a volatile political climate that's keeping so many people frustrated and absolutely angry. Some have even gone mad. Some people also live in in fear due to health. They fear their health is getting out of control. Uh, Others are fretful because of family crises. They are right in the midst of a crisis as I speak. Others fear death. Or maybe you have a beloved loved one who is near death. Some fear financial security. Uh, you, You just didn't save enough or you're not so sure you have enough to live on. 
when you retire. Now, there's some of you, you fear getting caught. Uh, if, if such is the case, you need to repent and do the right thing. Noting you running from the law and running here and running there. You, uh, you can't run from God anyway. So s- surrender, uh, repent and do the right thing. <laughs> then uh, there are those who fear transitions in life. You don't like change. And sometimes God puts us in a position where we have to make a strategic change that we did not anticipate because we get comfortable. And oftentimes God has to disrupt our comfort zone to stretch us into new dimensions in him. Others fear major exams. You got an exam. Maybe it's a bar. Maybe it's license. Uh, Who knows what it is? Uh, but but you, you fear exams, uh, you're troubled by it. Now, if you didn't study, you have a right to be fretful. Won't you also say amen? Now, if you didn't study, uh, don't, don't say, Lord, help me. And you didn't put time in. God gave you a brain. He gave you energy. He gave you time, good stewardship of time and good stewardship of time management. You get out what you put in. So if you didn't put the time in and study, don't say, God, give me an A and you didn't crack the book. Come on, give God a break. <laughs> uh, some of you fear someone in your past surfacing and sharing your past sins. Others of you, you feel getting hurt so much so you say, I'm not getting close to anybody else. I, 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 that, that will never happen again. I, I'm tired of being hurt after hurt after hurt. You know, some of you, you fear the unknown. You just don't know what the outlook is. You don't know what's going to happen. You, 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 you just unsettle and you, you fear the unknown. Others of you fear the future. You don't know what the future expect. Others of you, you, you don't even try or... Because you fear failure. And failure is not always a bad, bad thing as long as you're learning from your failure. Get up and try again. Uh, failure. Others fear rejection. You've been, you didn't get admitted somewhere. Uh, you're rejected because maybe you didn't make this fraternity, sorority. Or you didn't make the cut on the team. The, the, the girl you thought was yours, let you go, uh, the man, uh, you know, and, and on and on and on. Some of you under my voice, you feel being bullied. There's a child who's dealing with bullying. Even adults deal with bullies. You have some supervisors that are bullies. You have people in the military with high rank that are bullies over their subordinates. Now, some of you, if I, if I were to ask you to come up here and pray about what's going on in our society, you'd be paralyzed in that seat and you would move up here because you fear standing before people praying publicly and speaking publicly. You pass out before you walk this way and pray. <laughs> Some of you feel losing, losing control. You're a control freak. Unless you're in charge, unless everybody's under your thumb and your hand. You're satisfied, but all of a sudden when you can't control things and things don't go your way and things are getting out of hand and you've lost control, then you're fearful. 
Others of you fear getting cancer because it's so dominant in your family, all around you. And perhaps maybe you fear you've had it and perhaps it may resurface. Um, some of you fear getting Alzheimer's, uh, especially if it's in the family. Others fear death. And many are fearing, as I speak, the coronavirus that is affecting many nations in our world and is even here in America, leaving many people uncertain, apprehensive. Some of you are outright worried about the virus. Some of you, some of you are uneasy um, and you're afraid. The Lord changed my message yesterday to address the issues facing today in which we live. Fear is paralyzing our society. It has a grip on our society. You got to think about where you're going to go. Should I go to this event or that event? Should I even go to the store and make groceries? You got to think. And this message is to encourage your hearts today. I say to you again from the subject of this message, let not your heart be afraid. Why must believers not live in a spirit of fear? There are reasons why God does not want his people to fear. First of all, Because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We know him. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God and he will abundantly pardon When you have a saving, personal, authentic, genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, believing in his virgin birth, being fully God, fully man, born in Bethlehem of Judea, lived to show us that most perfect example, who went to yonder's cross on our behalf, suffered excruciating, humiliating agony and pain and such things, Then died, was buried, and rose again. He's coming back because his word is true. When you believe God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you are saved. Beloved, if you do not know God, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, maybe it's by internet, maybe it's by radio, maybe by wherever, then you have a right to be afraid. Because you have, you have no one to help you. You have no one to sustain you. You, have, you, you, you. you don't have the hope, the blessed assurance that believers have from being in Jesus Christ. Furthermore, you cannot be liberated from a spirit of fear without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, I want to tell you something. You need the Lord Jesus Christ who can calm your fears and your troubled hearts. Why? Why is it? 
Why is it that believers must not live in a spirit of fear? Secondly, the word of God commands us. It instructs us not to fear. It's right in the text. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not. That's, that's plain. Two words. Let's say it together. Fear not. Let's say it again. Fear A little bit louder until you begin to believe it. Fear The word of God says, fear not. And then he gives a double insurance. He reassures you. For I am with you. You need not fear because I, the Lord God, Jehovah, I'm with you. Be not dismayed. Don't be frightened. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, in the midst of uncertainties, in the midst of viruses, in the midst of uncertainties, I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I do even more than that. I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness when everybody else has fallen to pieces. You can stand and be a living testimony for me. Fear not. We must not fear because the word of God instructs us not to fear. You have, I want you to hear me well. You have absolutely nothing to gain from fear and worry. I reiterate, you have absolutely nothing to gain from fear and worry, but there are negative consequences should you fall prey to fear. There are some repercussions, some negative repercussions, should you fall prey to fear. Well, some of, just a few of those, you can get ulcers, migraine headaches. Fear will cause you to be a hot mess. Stressed out. Fear causes you to be filled with anxiety. Fear will raise your high blood pressure. It'll it'll raise your blood pressure and make it high. A fear will overwhelm you. When you get overwhelmed, you can't think. You're confused. You, you're just kind of all over the place. Fear brings on panic attacks. It brings on nervousness. If you fear long enough, it'll even bring on depression, suicidal thoughts, and so much more. And that's why the Lord says in his divine word, fear not. Don't you fear. Thirdly, why is it that God does not want believers to fear? The peace of Christ in our heart keeps us from being afraid. The peace of Christ in our heart keeps us from being afraid. In the gospel of John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. Jesus was going back to heaven and he was, a, he was reassuring his disciples before his departure. He was saying to them words of comfort by saying, peace I leave with you. My peace. The reason he can say my peace is because he's the prince of peace. My peace. Uh, he's the author of peace. Uh, He's the embodiment of peace. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. They can't give you the peace that Christ only can give. Let not your heart be troubled. 
And somebody under my voice, perhaps as a child, a senior citizen, perhaps as a teenager, a young adult, or millennial, or whomever, some of you have troubled hearts. And God speaks words of comfort here saying, let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. It is possible, listen at this, it is possible to have Christ in your heart and yet not rest in him because of an inability to totally trust him in perilous times. It's possible. It is very highly possible that you have the life of God living in your soul because you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But you can't rest in him simply because you do not trust him. When your life is void of peace, you will attempt to fill it with cheap, insufficient substitutes. Nothing can do you like Jesus. No one can do you like God. Uh, Everything else pales in comparison to what God can do in your life. Cheap substitutes. When you don't have the peace of Christ, then that void is going to be filled with drugs and alcohol. Uh, entertainment after entertainment after entertainment, uh, the late night clubs. But eventually, the club, the band got to stop playing and the lights have to go out. Then what do you do? Peace can't be found in a nonstop social life. Uh, one party to the next party, one social event to the next social event. Peace can't be found through sexual immorality. That, that covers the gamut of a whole lot of illicit stuff. Peace cannot be found in psychics. They are deceivers and imposters. The Bible is the book of the law. Jesus says, my word is truth. Peace cannot be found in money. There are folk with a whole lot of money all over this country, and they are miserable, and there are others who have far less, and they have the peace of God, the assurance of God, and the joy of the Lord. You see, money can't, you can't buy peace. If it could be bought, all the rich folk would be absolutely happy, happy, happy. They go to happy hour and not happy. (laughs) I don't want a happiness that only lasts an hour anyway. I I have a joy that the world can't give. If the world can't give it to me, they sure can't take my joy. Do I have a witness out there? All of which... Leaves a person with blasted hopes and shattered dreams. Why is it that our Lord does not want us to fear? Fourthly, if you forget the presence of God is with you, if you forget that the presence of God is with you, you will live in fear. See, some folk forget that you have the life of God in the soul. The Holy Spirit is in you. And he's a comforter. He, he, he assures you. He speaks peace. Exodus thirty three fourteen says, and he said, my presence will go with you. Ah, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Some of you are restless. Some of you are disturbed. Some of you are just despondent. But the Lord says, 
will give you rest. I love what Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5b through 6 says. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How about you need to double underline that. Put an asterisk. Put parentheses. Do something with that verse. Highlight it if you have a highlighter. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Bad times, good times, ups, down, mistreatment, betrayal, viruses, uh, mass shootings, all these things. I'm with you. Don't go in some kind of little cocoon and cover your head up and, and only get folk, door, getting folk to just dash stuff into your house. Because you scared to go to your mailbox? Huh. I'm too old for that. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to live. And I'm not going into hiding. Because my God will never leave me nor forsake me. But he said, Pastor, you must be crazy. Now, you think you're not going to get coronavirus. I'm not saying I'm invincible. I'm not saying I can't get anything. And by the way, uh, if that virus is judgment from God, oh, it's just beginning. We see all the, the, all the crime and all the abortions and all the murder and all the infanticide and when we see all the pornography and the corruption in our society that grieves the heart of God. Now, if God means for that, that virus to be a judgment on America, beloved, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to tell you, hey, you better wake up. Excuse me, you ain't seen nothing yet. But if it's not a judgment from him, uh, it's just one of these things come from the calamities of life. Or because the world is a sin-fallen world. And when Adam and Eve sinned against God, it brought in sin and corruption. When Adam and Eve sinned against God in the garden, the mosquitoes started biting. The season started changing. The temperature plummeted or it rises to extreme things. Uh, things began to die. The flowers, the petals began to fall off the rose. All of that. The, uh, things happen like that. Death comes in. All of that is a byproduct of our first parents falling into sin. You see? And it's, and it's these things happen. They happen. We get the flu. We get viruses. We have ups and downs. We have the twin towers to fall. There were other things that have come and gone in America. And yet we are still here. We are still here. And, and you know what? You can't go anywhere till the Lord say so. <laughs> Do you hear me? I'm going to preach and teach and lead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Israel. I'm going to go to India. I'm going all over the place. I'm going all over the world. I'm going wherever the Lord lead me to go. You know, and when he tells me not to go, I'm not going. Okay? And I'm not going to walk in fear. I'm not going to live in fear. Because I know I'll be here until the Lord says it's time for you to come to heaven. He knows the day of our birth and the day of our death. Why don't you just rest in him and know he's got your back? 
Verse 6 says, so we may have boldness and say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Only when you forget that God is with you, will you succumb to anger. When you forget that God is with you, you'll succumb to to emotional instability. When you forget that God is with you, you will be confused. You will be misdirected and you will be fretful. Number five, as it relates to fear, we need not fear because we have God's protection. We have God's protection. Psalms 34, seven says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. Now, now, when they say fear here, this is not like hiding under the table because, ooh, God may drop a rock on my head. That's not that kind of fear. <laughs> so then you take that fear out of context. That's a different kind. This is a different kind of fear here. This speaks of a reverential fear of God, a high regard for God, a high respect for God. There's just certain things you won't do because God is God in your life. You're not going to cuss somebody out. You're not going to mess with somebody that's not your wife. You're not going to get into pornography because you have a reverential fear of God. You're not going to slander and gossip and back, backbite and all of these things. Contending for our faith is worth the fight against Satan's tricks of his trade. He won't stop trying to circumvent our faith. Therefore, we must keep God first in all we do to resist him. We must be steadfast in exercising our authority in the name of Jesus to thwart Satan's efforts. We will be the recipients of God's perfect plan for each of us if we contend for the faith, or we will suffer the dire consequences. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.